0: Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guest from Montana. Uh, joining us here on the Walker Show. This is exhausted. the Jason you Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association so Jason
1: Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to Oh goodness, Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave, welcome in on a Wednesday, final show of the week, in fact, uh, final show till next Wednesday, yeah, and we'll enjoy the fourth, uh, big show coming up today, we are going to check in with Senator Steve Daines, as uh, we get his thoughts, he has a new bill that he has proposed and kind of threw down the gauntlet to Major League Baseball to uh, get its act together with the minor leagues as far as the uh, the minors are concerned, although we know the minors were canceled yesterday. But uh, we'll talk to Senator Daines about the bill coming up. Also coming up here in about 15 minutes or so, Grizzly wide receiver Samuel Akim will join us. Um, we know about the Derby coaching situation with uh, Jeff Snavely. We will. Uh, Sam McKim has some thoughts about that, and I uh, wanted to get him on and let him share his thoughts because he's very well spoken, and he is saying what a lot of people, regardless of color, are thinking in the state of Montana, and that is why is Jeff Snavely still employed as the football coach, even though he was suspended for a year? Uh, why is he still the head football coach at Derby after um, serving the suspension this year? So Sam and Kim will join us uh, coming up. Looking forward to uh, to that discussion. Uh, also on this day in history, we have uh, the walk-off and a whole lot more coming up. Um, but I wanted to get to, obviously, we start with the COVID. Montana reporting 50 new cases. And <laughs> it's uh, it's just the numbers are going to go up. I get it. The numbers are going to go up because we're testing more. And whatnot. But the numbers are still going up. Which to me doesn't bode well for the fall. And again, I have an opinion, you have an opinion, we can all share our opinions. That's the beauty of this country. Is that we get to have our own opinions. And have them heard. Um, there is uh, Lewis and Clark Public Health is investigating a small cluster of COVID cases in the Augusta area. Each of the cases has a high number of contacts. There's potential for new uh, cases related to this cluster. The uh, It's directly tied to a large gathering. Individuals identified have been ordered to quarantine and isolate. Area residents in Augusta also advise to wear masks and proper uh, practice proper social distancing. They did say to public health officials there is potential for community spread in Augusta. What happened over the weekend? There was no rodeo in Augusta. They canceled that, but they still had their street dance. They still had the little rodeo, or the little uh, kids' rodeo. They had the ranch rodeo. Uh, they still had a bunch of drinking going on. They still had a big party, even though they didn't have a rodeo. Uh, I've seen the pictures, folks. Not social distancing. Not wearing your masks. But is it too soon to say it was over the weekend in Augusta? I don't think so because people started feeling sick apparently, right? So it's uh, tied directly to a large gathering. Unless uh, there was another large gathering other than over the weekend in Augusta. Which I don't think there was. That's what we're going to tie it to. People, you just have to be smart, and it's it's really not that difficult of a thing to just stay smart. Look, I'm not telling you to wear a mask. I don't. Not when I go. You know, I don't. I, I go golfing. I don't wear a mask. But should I? No. What about the grocery store? I don't know know that you know nobody knows in March and April masks were bad we were buying too many up and people were taking them away and we shouldn't wear masks because we needed them for the hospital workers and emergency crews and and absolutely true but now all of a sudden a mask is gonna stop us from getting it I' don't, nobody I, you're confusing everybody literally confusing everybody nobody knows. How this thing? I mean, we don't know. If I if I hold if I hold your hand, if we shake hands, are you going to get it? What's the difference between a hand bump and shaking hands? We're still touching hands, right? Like, what the hell? So there's that. Um, Covid cases. All right. Um, we'll come back to that because there's some football chat uh, I wanted to get to, but with it. In fact, we'll just do that now, I guess. Um, I'm anxious to get to one of, one of the things we're going to talk about here in the opening segment. Um, so CBSSports.com has another great article about the COVID. And Dr. Sheldon Jacobson, he is a computer science professor at the University of Illinois. And he told CBS Sports he expects a 30 to 50% infection rate of approximately 13,000 football players in FBS this season. That's D1 high level. Based on his research, he also projects three to seven deaths among those players due to COVID 19. Is that okay? If if we have three, let's go with the minimum there, what Dr. Sheldon Jacobson's projecting. If three college football players die between now and the end of the the year with football, is that okay as long as we get our football fix? Because it's only three of about 13,000. What if it's your son on that football team that dies? Just a legitimate question. Now, we're not saying this is going to happen. But this dude is a science professor. Now, computer science, but he still studies science. He's put together projections. He's put together research. And he expects anywhere from 30 to 50% of the FBS football players to get it, COVID-19, this football season. And three to seven deaths. And that's taking uh, projections from the CDC data that estimates one death per 1,000 people who have symptoms in the college age group of 18 to 22. Now, that death rate would be lower than the general population. But is it okay if someone dies, a football player dies in college, just so that we can get our football fix? Jacobson said, quote, I guarantee someone is going to die. This virus does not discriminate, end quote. That's a bold statement. You can read it at cbsports.com That's a bold-ass statement from a professor who knows how to study stuff more than you, more than I. And that's just FBS. What about FCS? What about D2, D3? What about the NAI? The NAI came out and said, of the 95 football-playing schools, at least 47 have to be cleared by their city, county, local government, health department, in order to play by August 15th. So let's say that 47 NAI schools play. It's about 4,700 kids. What if one of them dies? Is that okay just because we have to have our football fix? That's something that you seriously need to consider. We'll come back to that. Uh, There's been a little bit of uh, hubbub over the last couple of weeks about the National Anthem, and should it be canceled or not? And... Sarah Spain, who is a complete moron, was she's on Around the Horn. She hosts an ESPN radio show that is terrible. But she was talking about the National Anthem and what happened over the weekend in the uh, NWSL, where some players stood, there was some crying. And then the NWSL came out Monday and said you can either stand, you can kneel, you can stay in the locker room, but they're going to continue to play the national anthem. And here is what Sarah Spain had to say on Around the Horn yesterday.
0: Sarah, does the National Women's Soccer League have this right?
2: Well, this is such a different issue from the NBA because the focus needs to be on the games as well as the protests. You saw in the World Cup, we talked about their celebrations and not the X's and O's. And here, instead of the 201% increase that made this the most watched NWSL game in history, we're talking about who stood and who knelt. And guess what? people staying behind are going to be talked about who chooses to stay who chooses to go they need to get rid of the anthem altogether both for the reasons that we saw casey short being emotional and then having to play right after but also because in this sport in particular we need to focus on not just the protest but the games and the players and what's happening on the field
0: i'm still getting to the point though here sarah spain did the league do wrong here
2: i don't think they did wrong i think they're trying their best to allow it to be a choice and to not have it be as much of a focus but I think in the end, we don't need an anthem, particularly in a game with no fans, in a league that's All-American. It's not international play. We, it, it, it seems unnecessary.
1: That is Sarah Spain on Around the Horn yesterday. And I asked this question a couple of weeks ago. Do we need the national anthem? Should we cancel it? And the majority of our listeners said, absolutely not. You need to keep it. Um, man, Sarah Spain, she is... She's famous. You know what? She got a radio show and TV gig and all this stuff with ESPN. You know what she started out as? She was a college student. She offered her body as a dating. She offered to date someone for one night for in exchange for tickets to the Super Bowl. That's how she got famous. That's Sarah Spain. That's a person that wants to get rid of the national anthem. You okay with that? Didn't think so. All right, uh, we'll ask our next guest about that. Should the National Anthem be buy, banned before sporting events? We'll talk to Samuel Akem and get his thoughts about the Derby football situation. Next, Jason Walker show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, Equal Housing Lender. Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com.
3: Who doesn't love being
4: number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's
3: proud to be here to help life go right.
1: Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Dinner's Done Right is open and ready for you to stop in and stock up for the summer. How does a Big Sky flank steak sound or a sage roasted pork loin? June's menu also includes a Parmesan tilapia and a variety of fantastic chicken cuisines and more. And if that's not enough, Dinner's Done Right's grab-and-go soup salad and nacho bar is back as well, with one exception. The delightful staff now will make it for you. And don't forget deliveries to Bozeman and Great Falls on select days. Stop in at 1212 Cedar Street in Helena or visit dinnersdoneright.com.
4: I'm done with this.
1: Thinking about
0: trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid.
4: Contact me at 406-788-8962. Hello? Hello?
3: Juniors' Anniversary Month at Rutgers Furniture and you won't believe the savings you'll find on the largest selection of home furnishings in Helena. At Rutgers, you'll find sofas, sleepers, recliners, reclining sofas, leather, bedroom, dining room, occasional tables, entertainment consoles, certain okay. eye for the most comfortable beds in town, and more. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. For great values on new looks for your home, Check the Anniversary Sale at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena
1: welcome back to the jason walker show oh welcome back major mortgage man cave on a wednesday jason walker show Got some information that uh, you can help out with the angel fund here in helena coming up also fourth of july weekend celebrations and much more We'll talk to Senator Steve Daines on the way as uh, he proposed uh, legislation. He's written a bill that wants to save minor league baseball in the state of Montana and the Pioneer League. We'll talk to him about that coming up. And uh, we also have On This Day in History and a whole lot more. But I want to get right into our uh, first guest. He uh, joins us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. He is the uh, star wide receiver, one of the star he wide receivers. He is the uh, star wide receiver. Oh, I might have one to turn that, that down a little receivers. bit there, Sam, but uh, Samuel oh, Akim will, Sam, uh, will join us. Samuel uh, will join us. Let's see. Where is my. There we go. There we uh, go. Let's see. Where, where on. is my. There we go. There you go.
0: You're
1: on. Sam, well, how are well. you?
4: Sam, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm
1: doing great. Hey, I appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm doing great. You hey, might have to turn you your computer us.
4: down. Um, you might have to turn your computer down. Oh, is it kind of loud? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Unless you got headphones. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Unless you got headphones. I don't have
1: headphones. Oh, that's okay. We'll work through it. We'll work through, hey, uh,
0: through
1: so, it, my um, man. We'll work
4: through it. Hey, so, is there hey, going to uh, be a college football season? So, um, is there going to be a college football season? <laughs> um... I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. I mean, I feel like we're going to have a season. um, I'm preparing like we're going to have a season. Um, My team and me and my brothers, we're working hard. So, I mean, we're preparing as normal as possible, trying to just be optimistic and look forward to it. Uh, I had to get that question
1: out of the way. Uh, Sam Akem joining us. Uh, Did you prefer question. Samuel or Sam? Uh, Sam
4: Akem joining us.
1: Did you prefer Samuel or Sam? It doesn't really matter. Samuel, Sam, Sammy, <laughs> whatever you feel like calling me. Um, I, I feel like calling you a stud because uh, even though I, I I'm a, like Bobcat a Bobcat fan and a Bobcat, uh, man. It's, it's, Bobcat um, supporter, man, uh, it's, it's cool to see it's, uh, you have success that you're having at the college cool level, even if it is over there in Missoula.
5: Even if it is over
1: there in Missoula. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, uh, the reason I got you on, Sam, and uh, hey, uh, the reason I got you on, Sam is, is we uh, know about Jeff Snavely, the Darby football coach, and you Jeff were very Snavely, outspoken on your Twitter page you about him, A, the comments Twitter that he made, and then B the fact that he, that he he, was, not B, that he, he was, was not fired after he did not resign.
4: And I wanted to get you on and to have resigned, your thoughts and, and I just want to listen to what you have to say about it.
0: Um
4: I think it's flat out wrong. I think it's it's ridiculous that a, a grown man can make those comments and then say that he should have worded it differently and then be able to keep his job and get suspended for a year and all these other stipulations. Like, if anybody in that position of color or of any type of uh, culture would have, m- m- different type of culture, I mean, would have made those comments, they would have been gone immediately. Like, it makes no sense as to why... Um, A grown man isn't held to the same standard as everybody else would be. I mean, I feel like that's black and white that if you do that and you make those type of comments and you make those type of remarks, like it's so obviously wrong to everybody, it really doesn't make sense to me why he wasn't immediately terminated. It it, it really makes no sense to me, truthfully.
1: Uh, Sam, I think a lot of people Uh, agree uh, with you. Sam, I think a lot of people, you know, the fact that yesterday when they made their.
5: recommendation
1: that Darby, and he wasn't fired even after all Darby, the the fallback fired, from even after all those, what he did last, or what he said last he week did, in the Zoom last, meeting, and, and the, and the fallout from, and, everybody, including like the fallout yourself, from everybody including like yourself, that he still has a job, and I think that just, uh, I mean, and it's I making national news all over the place, and it's it's kind of, it's not helping, the situation in the in the current society or where we are in the United States right now. Not at all. And, I mean, obviously, there's nothing he can
4: say Not that is all. going and to make it better. I
1: mean, obviously, there's nothing he can say that is going to make it
4: better. No, like I mean. I get he he had to come on there and make the make the comments he made about like I feel sorry. Of course you feel sorry. Do you feel sorry because you because you you actually feel sorry or do you feel sorry because you got caught? Mm. I think he feels sorry because he got caught because man like it, it just doesn't make sense to me like to, to like to, to make those comments okay, but then to when he came back to to try to apologize, he said it should have been worded differently. How do you word saying that somebody should be hanged? How do you how do you word that differently? Right. Because essentially you're saying they should die for what they're doing. So so either. However, you word it, how are you? I just don't, it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Did you have any thoughts? Did you talk to Coach Hal? Did you you talk to administration about you you being able to voice your opinions on Twitter the last couple of weeks about this? Your opinions on Twitter the last couple of weeks about this?
4: Did I like ask
1: permission to be vocal? Yeah, I mean, and I don't want it to sound that way. I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, don't want it I don't to sound I didn't that want way. there to be repercussions just, over there I just, in Missoula, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm very, grateful, I'm that very, you know, and I'm very grateful that you're very you know,
0: vocal about this. I'm very grateful that you're very vocal
4: about this. I didn't... No, I didn't ask permission. I feel like it's it's my duty, who I am and in the position I am, to speak out. I, I feel like, just like I said to Sean Rainey uh, last week when me and my a couple of my teammates spoke to him, I feel like it's my duty to speak out. I don't feel like I really have a choice whether I want to or not. I feel like... As the person I am as a black man in this community, I feel like I have to speak out with the voice that I have.
1: Samuel, came like joining us and that's that's Samuel I mean that's, what I, that's, 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 I mean, that's what I wanted to portray the those are the words I wanted to get, the, out. Not, not coach, to get but, out not not permission from coach obviously but obviously this um, is a different time this is a different time it's in America this is a different time in America. Montana America. you know I've talked it's to some African Americans that uh, went to you know from Carroll College and Providence and you know they talked about this is a time and for change right now. About, and Montana, uh, lives and, like now. and Montana lives in a bubble and we don't necessarily see everything that, that goes on in California or in your home state of Oklahoma. Yeah. What's your thoughts on on living in a bubble in Montana? Uh bubble
4: I just I just think it's time for people to listen and just really take the chance to understand and not rush to to rush to judge anybody else's opinion, but rather just listen and understand where they're coming from and teach each other. Because I feel like this is a time where I can learn. I can take in more information. I can I can sit back and listen to what other people have to say, but also it's a time for people to listen to what the black community is saying and what our issues are. And the issue is that we've never got a fair shot, no matter what kind of laws or reforms or whatever has been put in there, we're, we're, held to a higher standard and we're seen as lesser because of the color of our skin at the end of the day. So, I mean, Montana being in a bubble, I, I get it, but it doesn't, it doesn't absolve people from taking, taking the time out to understand and do their, do like, just, just understand the issues at hand. Because if, if people out here were treated the same way black people were, you wouldn't want you, like you wouldn't, it's, it's simple as saying, like, if you wouldn't want that for your family, how can you see it happening to somebody else? Right. You know,
1: Samuel Kim okay, joining us here, Jason Walker show. Um, us here, Jason Walker's show. Um, what would you say to Jeff Snavely, you if, you to Jeff to Snavely to if you were able to speak to him face to face? If you were able to speak to him face to face,
4: um, I really would just want to sit down and t- talk with him just to understand what what type of anger are you going through that makes you want to say that because I'm going to just be frank with you. I would tell him the anger that he felt when posting that post, that's the anger, the black community and African-Americans have felt for a very long time. So I would urge him to take that anger that he felt and try to understand where people on the other side are coming from because he just made that statement and tried to retract and come back on it. But no, like you're angry and I get that you're angry, but First off, that doesn't give you the right to say that. And think about how people who you are saying that about, think about how they felt. Think about how the black community feels. Like, you're angry. We've been angry for a long, long time, and it makes no sense. Like, you just, you, you just can't do that. Because if I make comments like that, if I say something like that, my scholarship, everything I've worked for will be gone in, a, in a, the blink of an eye. So it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I mean
4: absolutely, and uh, it's.
1: I can sense, I can feel your anger through this call. I I feel can, and just at him, and what he said, and it's it's absolutely nuts. Let me ask you this: if he had said, let me ask you this: if he had said, we need to shoot them all. We need to shoot them all. Still the same. Still the
4: same. Still the same.
1: There's there's
4: there's. Essentially, you're saying these people need to die for, 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 <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. And right. we don't even have to break down who right. truly was the ones that people that started the rioting, who really started the rioting. But what I've seen is peaceful protesters, part of the Black Lives Matter movement who have went to peacefully protest, have done just that. There has been very a lot of violence. There have been people who have been out there with the wrong intentions. But, I mean... You just can't make those comments. That's just that's just not acceptable at all. No I, matter what the circumstances are, because I, like just just like uh, Rayshard Brooks, who who got shot in, in in who got shot by those cops in front of the restaurant, um, was it in front of a Wendy's? Um, okay, he was resisting arrest. Does that mean he decided to die? He he does that mean he deserved to die? No, it doesn't. And and I will never stand by somebody who says that. No matter what you do, breaking the law is not cause for somebody to be. Shot and killed in in broad daylight. Like no, it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Samuel Akem joining us, and I completely agree Samuel with you. If he, he, he had said shot, hanged, you, anything has said shot hanged, anything, anything said, is still wrong. What Jeff Avery said, and he should he be he fired. As a, should be fired. Missoula, As a black man in Missoula, how can you uh, African, and your uh, Am- teammates of African that are African
4: American, uh, how can you uh, guys start to make that change in the community Missoula in the state of Montana? like we've been doing speaking out um telling people getting people who will listen to try to hear what where we're coming from um educating people who, who will listen uh just just listening first off listening from our own standpoint listening to people listen what people have to say but then educating people on on just what the issues are and and how they can help and how they can be a part of the 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 solution, not part of the problem. One part of the problem is people being ignorant and thinking that this stuff isn't going on. Like this stuff is happening. And just because it's not happening in you doesn't mean it's not happening. Just like COVID. Just because COVID's not happening in you doesn't mean it's not happening. it's the same concept but for some reason when it becomes a race issue people don't understand that.
1: Samuel Kam joining us here, Jason Walker show. Exactly. you yet uh, to reach a thousand in, yards. Says, in a
4: season, a, you gonna let you uh, gonna tell? Season, was it Cam we can your let, uh, your quarterback gonna you be uh, it let, aired out a little bit to me? Man, I'm gonna just keep working and I'm gonna just keep putting in the work that I know how to, and I know God's gonna bless me. I mean, that's what he's done for me these past two years. I mean, my sophomore year, I never would have guessed I would have had 800 yards and 13 touchdowns like it was just a blessing and it just speaks to the work i put in so i just got to continue to put in the work and everything else will work itself out sam i want to go back you're
1: from broken uh, sam, broken arrow oklahoma is broken, that right uh, broken arrow oklahoma is that right
4: broken arrow yes okay how big of a community is that
1: okay how big of a community is that
4: i honestly don't know how big the community is i do know that our high school is the biggest high school in the state okay so there's that but in terms of like how big the community is I really don't know but it's, it's a nice size nice community I'd say it's probably nah I, I don't know honestly I don't know honestly but know. It's, it's a nice no, size community no worries um, no
0: worries.
1: But coming from Oklahoma to Montana, what was the biggest change? As far as the movement as that you've seen over the you know the last couple of years with Black, the, Lives, you know, Matter years years Black Lives Matter, and, from and Oklahoma, moving from Oklahoma where there are more African American communities African-American to Missoula where, where it's not as much. Um,
4: I really should just say ignorance, and not like in a negative way. Just people don't. Understand the black experience. They've never really seen a lot of black people. A lot of the black people they've been around are probably light skin or or people that it's just black people that also grew up in Montana. They don't see a lot of culture out here. So when I say ignorance, I mean they just really don't know what it is. What 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 it, they just don't know. Gotcha. They just don't know. That's that's what it is. And it's not a knock on them at all. It's very understandable because of the place Montana is. So that's why also it brings me back to the point of just educating people who will listen, just, just making them understand what it is and that we haven't got a fair shot. And it's not a knock on them. It's not to be angry at them. They just don't understand. And the people that are so opposed to listening, that's the frustration. But the people that will listen and that will understand and that will just understand that, hey, I get it. Like, you you have had to work hard. You have had these obstacles to face. That's, I mean, that's really what it is.
1: I asked this question of Ife Kalajari, uh, He was, a, 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 he a, was basketball a, a basketball player at Carroll a, College few like ago, from a Carroll college few years ago. He was from L.A. area. From L.A. people say all Man, lives matter. People say all lives matter. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm asking the and question. Just, I want to hear know, it from I'm you. I'm asking but the question. I want to hear it from you. But why is, I mean, why I think is, we're understanding is, more, Sam, I mean, the last couple of weeks. When we say black lives matter, or when we hear black lives matter, it's we're matter, not, saying, we're all we're saying, we we're not saying all lives don't matter. We're saying we need community. to hear all lives don't
4: matter from the black community. Is that is that more accurate?
1: From the black community, is that is that more
4: accurate? Exactly. Like like it's not that all lives don't matter, but that's not the subject right now. We're not talking about all lives. A black man was was literally strangled on on tape for nine minutes, like, and died on tape. Like that's not natural. That's not normal. So yes, all lives do matter, but it's about the black community right now. It's black lives matter. Like. It just It's just frustrating when people say things like that Because it's not like people have ever discounted that Or said that right. those, those things don't matter Right well, I mean
1: there's been a lot of talk about this over on Twitter you know, And I'm Chicago sure you've is, seen it But you know, really Chicago is really bad With black on black crime really bad And black shootings and murders But it appears as if those black lives but don't matter At least on social media
4: What would you say to people that say that?
1: On social media Um, what would you say to people that say that?
4: I would say that people have been speaking, people in the black community have spoke on on black-on-black crime for years. I mean, maybe they don't see that, maybe they don't want to see it, maybe it's not as vocal as it is on social media, but I've seen definitely plenty of advocates speaking on that black-on-black crime needs to stop. Like, we need to stop the killing, stop the violence. I've seen that so many times. And people love to not think that people don't talk about that, but people do talk about that. But also, that's not the subject right now. Like, we've been talking about black-on-black crime. We've been Speaking on that, saying stop the violence, all this stuff. It's not about that right now. It's about it's about Black Lives Matter. Like that that's like that's not the conversation right now. Black on black crime is in the conversation right now. We know that's issue in America. There's a lot of issues in America that people don't talk about, but we're not talking about that right now. The issue right now is Black Lives Matter. Uh,
1: Samuel Kim, what's your what's your major? Uh,
4: Samuel Kim, what's your what's your major? Uh, psychology with a minor in
1: human and family development. That is awesome cuz you're going to make so you're going to do some good that is in awesome, this world cuz you're going
4: to so, you're going to do some good in this world. Yeah, I'm trying to.
1: I've uh, I like I said I've read your tweets and I wanted to have you on to have this discussion and
4: I've uh, I,
5: like I, I said feels like, like Sam and I wanted to have you on to have this discussion that, you it know, feels like Sam
1: that 5 weeks ago when George that, 6 weeks ago know, when George Floyd was killed Five weeks ago week later, was it seems like then, uh, the movement has lost later, kind of later, some of its meaning because it's of the protests the like and, the and, and not the kind of protests, the friendly ones,
4: but the, the riots.
0: And, and, and not the
1: protests, the friendly ones, but the riots.
0: How do you address yeah. that? And
4: how do you address that? Um, I'd see. I tell people to still focus on what the message is. I mean, of course, the media is going to push negativity because that's what people thrive on that's what america thrives on is negativity mm-hmm. but i mean i still seen peaceful protests i've still see people out there pushing the message i've still seen people out there fighting the good fight and that's what it's about and that's what people need to focus on they, people love to focus on the negative and what has transpired but um there's still being a message said there's still people speaking there's still things that are going on that are part of the the good in this like the good in this they're, they're like People love to focus on the negative that, that there was, but it's not about that. It's about the message that's being pushed out there, which is Black Lives
5: Matter.
1: Sam, I appreciate the time. I want you to come on more. And if there's I any time you want to, you know, if I didn't, you want to, you know, come across the right way. I know, I, I've been thinking about this. Come across the right way, way you know, I, 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 we've I, got, I, got a, a white guy, we've got a black guy. <laughs> We We got got a Bobcat, we got a Grizz, and we're having a friendly discussion. We got a Bobcat, we got a Grizz. It actually can happen in America, right? Yeah, I I do appreciate it. It actually can happen in America, right? I do appreciate it, yeah. Hey, I want you to come on anytime, Sam. Good luck this season. I want you to come on anytime, Sam. Good luck this season. Uh, Except that final game. Uh, Except that final game. (laughs) 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 Hey, uh, I appreciate it. Take care. And like I said, I owe you guys more. I owe you guys more. Do you want to talk about anything? Yes, well. You can you can
4: be the yes, cat well, when you get to the pros. How's can, that? You can
1: beat a cat when you get to the pros. How's that?
4: <laughs> I owe you guys one. I owe you guys one. I missed you last year, so uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta get that one.
5: That's true. Uh, yeah, that's hey, uh, true. yeah, but your that's your true. offense hey, uh, wouldn't uh, help a whole yeah, lot because that, uh, that was uh, it was a defense issue.
0: That was a defense issue.
1: I know, but you're all one team, right? It was a team I know, but you're team all team one issue.
4: team, right? It was a team issue.
1: Yep, yep, there you go. Hey, uh, seriously, yep, yep, come on you anytime go. you want. Hey, uh, you got my number, reach, out and, uh, my number reach year, out, and and uh, I wish and, you uh, success this year. To and message, uh, anything, out, anything I can know. do to help get your message out, let me know. Anything I can do to help get your message out, let me know. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. That is Samuel Akem joining us here on the Jason Walker Show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's a discussion that has to happen. And I'm, um, you know, if you if if people don't want to have this discussion and listen to it, that's on you. That's that's your fault. And I'm not going to call you any names or anything, but you need to listen to what guys like Sam McCam and guys like Ife College IA and Anthony Owens have said here on this show. Because Montana does live in a bubble, and we think it's not happening, but it is. And We want to see good things in this state and in this country. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn. Helena, we're coming right back. We'll talk to Senator Steve Daines about baseball, minor leagues. He threw down the gauntlet last week, and we'll talk about it next. Next.
3: June is anniversary month at Rutgers Furniture, and you won't believe the savings you'll find on the largest selection of home furnishings in Helena. At Rutgers, you'll find sofas, sleepers, recliners, reclining sofas, leather, bedroom, dining room, occasional tables, entertainment consoles, CERTA eye comfort, the most comfortable beds in town, and more. 12 month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. For great values on new looks for your home, shop the anniversary sale at Rutgers Furniture 1010 Dearborn, Helena.
1: Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Dinner's done right is open and ready for you to stop in and stock up for the summer. How does a Big Sky flank steak sound or a sage roasted pork loin? June's menu also includes a Parmesan tilapia and a variety of fantastic chicken cuisines and more. And if that's not enough, Dinner's Done Right's grab-and-go soup, salad, and nacho bar is back as well, with one exception. The delightful staff now will make it for you. And don't forget deliveries to Bozeman and Great Falls on select days. Stop in at 1212 Cedar Street in Helena or visit dinnersdoneright.com. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark Leroux, photography.com.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show.
1: Welcome back. Final segment on a Wednesday. Final segment of the week. We'll be back in the Major Mortgage Man Cave a week from today. As uh, we're going to try to Enjoy the 4th of July weekend a little bit. Hopefully the weather cooperates. Had a good uh, good thunderstorm to roll through about noon today or so. That was craziness. Hey, big thanks, by the way, to Samuel Akim Kim um, for joining us. In that last segment, he, um, he spoke some truths, and and his opinion is very important. And appreciate him joining us. This segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark will be down in Ennis this weekend for the Northern Rodeo Association, Fourth of July Rodeo in the Madison County. Uh, Ennis, great town. Great little town. I've I've always loved Ennis. Had a great time there. Lots of times. (laughs) It's a fun little town. And Fourth of July in Ennis is a great time. Uh, Mark Rowe takes uh, wonderful photos, rodeo, ranch life, landscapes, and a whole lot more. That is from the Townsend NRA Rodeo. That picture right there, that's uh, Dick Lyman, professional cowboy. He's just a professional man. Um, and even though Townsend will not have its rodeo this year, how uh, Ennis is, and uh, get on down this weekend. Uh, what are they at? Hamilton this weekend, I think, too. Um, anyway. Get that. If you want to order that picture, you go to MarkLaRoePhotography.com, and you'll get 20% off if you uh, mention you're buying it because of the Jason Walker Show. If you book a senior portrait package or family portrait package or really anything from Mark, mention the Jason Walker Show, you'll get a free 8x10 canvas or matte print. So there you go. All right. So back in May... Senator Steve Daines, well, back in March, he was supposed to have representatives from Major League Baseball visit Missoula, Billings, and Great Falls, and then the COVID hit, and it looks like the Pioneer League season, well, it's gone, but it looks like the Pioneer League is going to go away. And that is because Major League Baseball wants to get rid of about 42 teams. They want to contract the minor leagues. Senator Danes wrote a letter in May to Commissioner Rob Manfred and those involved with Major League Baseball and asked for a two-year extension because of the COVID virus. Didn't hear anything, so he decided to draft a bill, and try to. he's going to try to get it passed in the, the House, and, uh, and then, of course, it would have to pass through the Senate, but then, of course, it would have to pass uh, through the President. But he wants to save minor league baseball, especially in the state of Montana. And uh, we had a chance to catch up with the senator a little bit earlier today, and he joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. Senator Steve Daines. Welcome back, Senator. You know, the last time we talked, I guess it was in uh, early May, you had uh, written a letter to suggest uh, Major League Baseball get their act together with the minor leagues, and uh, last week you kind of threw down the gauntlet introducing uh, legislation. Uh, Take me through the bill.
5: Well, I did, Jason, and uh, you know the letter was step one. This bill is step two to let them know we're serious about it. What I did is I introduced a bill that would make MLB teams ineligible from benefiting from some of these programs they put in place here to help businesses as a result of the uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. and, and and the the uh, the key provision here is that if they move forward with cutting the minor league teams, they can't get these benefits from the federal government. This will put pressure on the MLB to reverse their efforts to cut these minor league teams, literally affecting Billings, Missoula, and Great Falls in our great state. These teams are so special to our communities. And at a time like this, these teams are something that Montana's deserve to make sure that they're kept in place just to keep the spirits up in our communities during a difficult time.
1: Did you get any response from your letter from commissioner Manfred or anybody else in major league baseball offices back in May?
5: So we've not got a response yet from that letter and we're waiting to hear. And and uh, if you go back and look at what we asked for, we were saying let's, let's delay uh, any discussions, thoughts, actions and so forth of actually cutting the teams out to 2022. And so we really asked for more time. So it, it's really, it was about an extension. Uh, you think about what's gone on here over the course of this summer that we're losing in minor league baseball where they canceled the season. Now, you know, it's nice to hear that major leagues is going to look like they going to start up with this, uh, this abbreviated season in late July. But we just asked for more time. Let, let, let's not make any decisions, particularly in the midst of this uh, this economic challenge we face in the pandemic. Senator
1: Steve Daines joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. The The letter was uh, written with um, both sides of the aisle. Is the bill getting response from both sides of the aisle? I mean, this is really a, a great moment for, for uh, Republicans and Democrats to come together and support something that we all love, and that's the sport of baseball.
5: It really is, and uh, if there's any issue that should not be partisan, it ought to be baseball. <laughs> and so we're working that we're working that right now, Jason. Although you know the way DC operates, Jason, they'll probably find a way to make this a blue jersey or a red jersey sport. But uh, I uh, uh, we're we're working to get uh, to get some uh, uh, some of my colleagues across the House and Democrats on it, and I think we'll be able to do that. It just takes a little time. You got to go sit down and work with uh, the Democrats. But uh, I'd expect we'll see some Republicans and Democrats joining this bill. It's it's uh, virtually brand new; just introduced it. Now we'll do some work here to get good bipartisan support on it.
1: How, what's the, what's the timeline we're looking at, Senator?
5: Well, this would be something that uh, we'd like to see inserted in uh, uh, a bill package sooner versus later. So I'd like to see this uh, certainly, uh, you know, before the fall. And uh, we're going to be coming back for a two week uh, in state. uh, I'll be back in Montana for two weeks. D.C. will not be in session because of the 4th of July. So there will be a time there in late July, early August to work on it, to get it in there. If there's some kind of additional care package, it will pass the uh, the Congress, or it will probably be sometime in September.
1: Is there a way to do this bill by itself? I mean, do you have to put it into, you know, because politics, It just it, it's all, you know, it's intriguing because you, you throw all these different little things into big bills, and, and is this something uh, we can just come to on its own?
5: I wish that were the case. Jason, if there's something I don't like in terms of the way D.C. doesn't work today, and that is so often you have this agglomeration of all these bills. They call them omnibuses. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just wish we had more just up and down votes one bill at a time because it it shines more light. Oftentimes these great big bills get stuffed with so many provisions, and I just feel like it lacks transparency and, frankly, accountability uh, in Washington, D.C., but the the short answer is 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 most likely not. Just the way the Senate procedures work, the time it takes. Uh, because unfortunately, the Senate doesn't do a very good job of walking and chewing gum at the same time, and uh, and so that's why that's why these will, it will have to be part of some other bigger package to get this done.
1: Understandable, Senator Steve Daines joining us here, Jason Walker's show. A um, couple of COVID related questions, sir. Um, We've seen an increase across the United States. Is that because we're getting more testing, or um, what's your take on on all the increases here, and especially in the southern states and the west?
5: Yeah. Well, Jason, I I was on the phone, in fact, last night with uh, four of our different hospitals, uh, larger communities and smaller communities across Montana, getting updates from the leaders on the ground there. And, And no doubt the additional testing we're doing, is yielding more positive COVID, uh, results. And that, I think that's, that's the bottom line on it. Uh, and, and also I, we keep, need to keep a close eye on the hospitalizations, the active hospitalizations. And, uh, th- that number has gone up a little bit, but there's still plenty of hospital capacity in Montana, which is really important to keep an eye on. That's the whole reason we were working to flatten the curve back in March and April is to make sure we didn't overwhelm our hospitals. Well, so far, uh, so good, but I think the, the real challenge in Montana, Jason, is we've been hit harder than any of our neighboring states on the economic side. We have had over 100,000 Montanans have applied for unemployment insurance since early March. So we've been hit really hard on the economic side. Folks are anxious to safely get back to a, a normal life. And, and we can continue to prioritize health as well as Montana jobs, and and we've got to be able to do both.
1: Senator Steve Daines, our guest here, Jason Walker, show. What's your plans for the fourth?
5: Well, we're going to be spending some time up in uh, the Great Falls area on the fourth. Uh, There's going to be a parade up there uh, outside of Great Falls. Shoto is actually going to have a parade, and. uh, so we'll, we'll probably get to that parade, uh, spend some time up in the Fort Benton area, and then I'll come back uh, probably th- to finish the weekend back home in uh, in Bozeman. Uh, wouldn't mind grilling a few burgers there <laughs> outside with the family, and then they'll be traveling all over Montana for the next week. We'll be getting all over eastern Montana, getting out that part of the state, which uh, thankfully we're getting some rain, and uh, I know our farmers and ranchers uh, have badly needed it. And uh, I've, I'm going to be wrapping up my 56-county tour, Jason. I, every two years, I've made a commitment to get to every one of Montana's 56 counties. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be getting real close to all 56 here over the this last 18 months by the time we finish up July. The best part of this job is getting from Ekalaka to Libby, <laughs> from, uh, from from Plentywood down to, uh, to Dillon and everywhere in between. You know, I, growing up in Montana, Uh, I I thought I knew the state really, really well, but I tell you, when you do this job, you get to every corner of the state, and it's the best part of what I get to do.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and I was thinking I I was going to go to Jordan a couple of weeks ago for a a bronc riding um, that they had, a big saddle bronc riding, but uh, I figured I can go to Spokane from Helena quicker than I can go from (laughs) Helena to Jordan, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, well, speaking of Jordan, I'm going to be in Winnet and Jordan here in July just, oh, just nice. for, uh, for some details there. But, you know, they, they, they say in Montana when you, when you are involved in an elective office and you cover an entire state, you don't measure your travels in oil changes. You measure it in tire changes. I think that's true.
1: <laughs> Senator Steve Daines, our, our guest here. One quick final question. Um, there's been a lot of um, talk about – Getting rid of the national anthem before sporting events. What's your take
5: on that? Oh, that's just that's terrible, Jason. I can't just yeah. Somebody even brings that up. What what a what a sad sad moment when people are saying that. Frankly, mm-hmm. I just uh, it, it's absurd what's going on, Jason, around our nation. This movement to defund the police, and we're seeing that even in some Montana communities now. Movements to uh, to move dollars away from our law enforcement. I just think it's nuts. It's absurd. It's got to stop, and it's vandalism of, uh, of a monument and statues. You saw what they did in Missoula. They took that World War One statue, the World War One uh, soldier that's been there a hundred years. Somebody took a can of blue spray paint and desecrated it. And then they took a U.S. flag and desecrated it, wrapped around the neck of that uh, of that statue. Uh, Jason, this, this is just horrible, and uh, this is why we've got to stand up against it. And for those folks who want to stop the national anthem at our sporting events, those are fighting words for this Senator Jason. So we got to continue to allow that amazing tradition to continue.
1: Senator, we always appreciate your time. Enjoy the 4th of July and uh, thank you for your candor. And, uh, uh, when you're in Helena, stop by, we'll put you in the studio
5: here. Hey, thanks Jason. Good chatting with you.
1: Thank you very much. Senator Steve Daines, uh, joining us, uh, on the Mike Miller state farm hotline a little bit earlier today. And, uh, well, he said, it, you know, um, I I wish Sarah Spain could hear that. Um, Sarah Spain, if you missed it, uh, let's play that again real quick. Does
0: the National Women's Soccer League have this right?
2: Well, this is such a different issue from the NBA because the focus needs to be on the games as well as the protests. You saw in the World Cup, we talked about their celebrations and not the X's and O's. And here, instead of the 201% increase that made this the most watched NWSL game in history, we're talking about who stood and who knelt. And guess what? People staying behind are going to be talked about who chooses to stay, who chooses to go. They need to get rid of the anthem altogether, both for the reasons that we saw Casey Short being emotional and then having to play right after, but also because in this sport in particular, we need to focus on not just the protests, but the games and the players and what's happening on the field.
0: I'm still getting to the point, though, here, Sarah Spain. Did the league do wrong here?
2: I don't think they did wrong. I think they're trying their best to allow it to be a choice and to not have it be as much of a focus. But I think in the end, we don't need an anthem, particularly in a game with no fans, in a league that's All-American. It's not international play. we it, it, it seems unnecessary.
1: Sarah Spain seems unnecessary anymore. Um, if you missed the beginning of the show when I played that first, um, she, uh, she got famous for offering herself as a date to the Super Bowl when she was in college. That's how Sarah Spain made her name and got famous. She hosts a terrible show on radio, on ESPN Radio. That was from around the horn yesterday. She wants to get rid of the national anthem. And that seems to be the, uh, a lot of people want to do that now, which is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, and they want to replace it with uh, Woody Guthrie, this land is your land. Woody Guthrie uh, was a racist. Noted. His uh, his father was a member of the KKK. But facts don't matter when it doesn't fit the narrative. Right? All right. Uh, appreciate the senator joining us. Um, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. That is how all of our guests join us. Get a hold of Mike for... All of your home and auto insurance today, and life insurance as well. Uh, on this day in history, it is brought to you by the Motherlode Sports Bar, Casino, and Restaurant. It is July the first, National Creative Ice Cream Flavors Day. It is uh, U.S. Postage, uh, postage Stamp Day and Postal Worker Day. On this date in 1859, the first intercollegiate baseball game was played. Amherst beat Williams, sixty-six to thirty-two. It was a baseball game, the first intercollegiate one. Uh, 1903, the inaugural Tour de France began in a southeast suburb of Paris. 1904, the third summer modern Olympic Games opened in St. Louis, the first time held in the U.S. 1916, Pittsburgh shortstop Hannes Wagner, at the age of 42 years, four months, uh, became the oldest to hit an inside-the-park home run. 1920, Walter Johnson tossed the only no-hitter of his illustrious career. 1932, William uh, Wimbledon, uh, wow, 3 2 one. Wimbledon women's tennis. Helen Wills Moody beat American Helen Jacobs, fellow American, in straight sets for the fifth of her eight Wimbledon titles. 1945, the first MLB superstar to return from World War II, Hank Greenberg, uh, homered in his first game back. 1951, Bob Feller, his third career no-hitter with the Indians. 1982, Cal Ripken makes the first of his record 2,216 consecutive starts at shortstop. Uh, 1997, the Nevada Athletic Commission suspends Mike Tyson indefinitely and withholds his $20 million purse for biting Evander Holyfield's ear during their heavyweight title fight a few days earlier. Uh, This date in 1200. it's a long time ago. China. Sunglasses were invented. And it might have been on this date last year that COVID was invented in China. Uh, 1979, Sony introduced the Walkman, the first portable cassette player. I got my first one in 1984, the first uh, two cassette tapes I had, Weird Al and the Jackson 5. Well, it was the Jacksons then, but it was the album that had State of Shock on it which a good one. Happy birthday is today, 1953. He was born in Helena, Montana, four-time Pro Bowler and with the Dallas Cowboys. Pat Donovan was born on this date, 1953. Happy birthday, sir. Carl Lewis, born in 1961. Princess Diana, 1961 as well, although she wasn't the princess then. Uh, and all, on this day in 1967, Canadian-American actress. Uh, she was on Baywatch. She was a Playboy Playmate. She was born in Ladysmith, British Columbia. By the way, Playboy Playmate in February 1990. But happy birthday to Pamela Anderson, born on this date in 1967. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk off. Uh, The walk off. Brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. You talk about Pamela Anderson, and then we played that music. I mean, that's good, good stuff right there, right? Let's just... Uh, yeah. We're up. <laughs> Pam Anderson's birthday. Speaking of Pam Anderson, um, I saw this story today, and I had to throw it out here. Uh, where's it at? You ready for this? The uh, mayor of Miami... Did not know this, but um, on Monday, sports radio host Andy Slater reported Miami had banned lap dances. But then it was Tuesday, the deputy mayor said that it was incorrect. And lap dances were not included in the so-called 10-foot rule. But then it came back out that said they actually were banned. Uh, The mayor just didn't know that they weren't banned. Carlos Jimenez was unaware that lap dances were authorized at some adult entertainment venues. They will be prohibited henceforth, quote-unquote. Here's the amendment. It it plans... So all performances... This amendment was approved June 4th because of COVID. So all performances take place 10 feet from the tables or the seats. Um, But that includes lap dancers. So lap dancers have to remain 10 feet from anybody giving a lap dance in uh, Miami in the, uh, the clubs down there. Um, <laughs> that's, oh, if you're the mayor, how do you not know something like that? Well, I guess if our mayor probably wouldn't know that either. Uh, let's see. What else did we talk about today? I had a great conversation with Senator Steve Daines. had a great conversation with Sam Akem. Uh, two completely different subjects. If you miss anything, go to JasonWalkerShow.com for uh, for more. Uh, what else did we... Uh, I wanted to get to... Um, I will probably talk more about that next week. Then Dixie State in Utah is thinking about changing its name because of the name Dixie State. Cancel culture. Uh, the NHL... Looks like it's going to play most of its games in Canada instead of the U.S. If they come back, um, just like the NBA. I don't think anybody cares. You don't. I mean, you've, we've been without you for months. We don't need you back now. Um, and then there was this. If you missed it earlier, Dr. Sheldon Jacobson, a University of Illinois computer science professor, ran some data, ran some projections, and he expects a thirty to fifty percent infection rate of the nearly 13,000 FBS football players this season. He projects three to seven deaths among those players as well. But it's okay as long as we have our football, right, folks? If somebody dies playing football or because of COVID and is a football player, it'll be okay as long as we get our football. Is that right? Uh, It'll be... It's going to be nuts these next few weeks to find out if there's going to be a season. The NAI came out today and said 47 of the 95 football playing institutions have to have approval by April 15th. And if not, there won't be a football season. Think about that. Wear your mask, don't doesn't affect me. Might not affect you. I don't I'm not going to tell you to wear a mask or not. You're you're an adult. Be an adult. Wear your own stuff. Figure it out yourself. Um, But anyway, have yourself a great 4th of July. Okay? Seriously. Uh, We're back next Wednesday, and hopefully we're going to have a lot of positive things to talk about from a weekend. Okay? Wherever you're at this weekend, be safe, have fun. Rodeos, fireworks, parades camping just enjoy the family life how's that and if i see on the golf course that even better segment brought to you by mark Laroe photography check him out mark photography.com have yourself a great fourth and we'll see you back here a week from today on july the 8th this is the jason walker show you can go to jasonwalkershow.com if you missed anything happy fourth don't tear down mount rushmore